0: Yeah, I only ordered two double cheeses and a Coke. Only two double? Yeah. His name is Craven, he likes white ravens, and he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave, he cancels saves, he likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom, he plays for fun, and if you beat him then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic
1: podcast This episode's the worst, so it's probably the last with unopposed to claim banter It's Banter Behind
0: the Throne Hello and welcome to episode number 41 of Banter Behind the Throne I am Peel, I will be hosting this week as your Archbishop of Batterbury. I'm joined today by my Vicar Craven
2: Blessings upon you
0: we are the Catholic. Are we the Catholic Church? I think we're. No, we're not. We're the Protestant. So I'm also joined today... Well, steady, it's not my... too
2: hasty, eh? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also joined today by my minister, Mr Bamford.
1: Have I been demoted from abbot because we're no longer part of the Catholic Church? Yes.
0: You can't have it all, mate. That's, you can't
1: have all the trinkets
2: and all the positions.
1: Yeah, yeah we don't any get closer to God. in this church, yeah, you know. Well, I like, I liked being an abbot. I liked being a monk. Like It's, yeah. it's very...
0: The problem is, though, Dave, if you're in the Catholic Church, it does come with a lot of criticism. um, Coming up up this week, we will be talking about, of course, what we've done this week. Uh, We're also going to be linking into a little nice scouting report about a certain country that two of our hosts will be visiting very soon. And then, of course, it's our favourite segment ever. It's listeners' questions, or as we like to think of it, as we don't have anything to talk about this week, lads. Let's plan something quickly. Uh, Craven, what have you been up to this week?
2: Uh, well, can I just double check that you've got the episode number right? Because we would hate for Dave to moan at you off-air about making the wrong number.
1: Yeah, of course it has. Four is not eight, Craven. It has been oh,
2: visible by it. Um, <laughs> what have I been up to this week? I have been um, working, unfortunately. But uh, last weekend, whilst Dave was off on his scouting mission, I took part in a lovely Star Wars tournament. Um, at Wayland Games, it wasn't a organised thing. It was just kind of a, they've got a shoebox full of promos. Let's put a tournament together. And it was good fun. Um, I got mid table. Didn't really do that great, but I did win the greatest prize of the day, which was um, Gary, who is running it. He did another great job uh, running the show. But he introduced like a, like a, a side prize for who could kill the most of Ian's Ewoks. And, and uh, Ian
1: specifically,
2: yeah, it's specific. Well, well, not specifically like I'm going to make this about getting at Ian. It was a case of whoever kills the most Ewoks on the day, and Ian was the only person with Ewoks, so it became <laughs>
0: sure.
2: who can slaughter most of Ian's Ewoks. Um, okay, and I killed the most. I got six. I actually dragged our last game out so I could force Lightning in one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, And then I got the ultimate honour because Ian um, played that attachment on Han Solo that makes him part of a tribe. Fucking got him and all. So that counted. (laughs) And then there was a moment where um, it wasn't actually me but someone else in the game killed an Ewok horde and we wondered how many does a horde actually constitute? Because it's only one card technically but it does suggest more but we decided it was only one. So, um, yeah, and I got an altar uh, Zuckus for that which was quite nice. Um, so yeah, I've been playing a bit of Thrones on Octagon, played with Bambi a couple of times, he kicked my ass. Um I think Bambi's sort of scuttled away from Thrones for a while now, though, because the new Hearthstone expansion's come out. So yeah, he's going to disappear and hopefully not practice and be shit for Dockside. Um But that's about it for me, really. So yeah, that's what I've been up to this week.
0: Okay, okay then. Um, well, this week I have been kind of involved a little bit too much with Dark Souls. Um, yes, it is a captivating game that has absorbed everything um, that I know and made the world a little bit blacker but at the same time friendlier as well um, I don't know if any of you are familiar with the Dark Souls franchise but they're notoriously hard
2: I uh, love that, Dark Souls I love it so much
0: it's one of these things where you learn by dying it reminds me of playing video games before the 2000s came uh, when stuff used to be hard, and even Spyro the Dragon could kill you 27 times in a row before you eventually figured out that you just have to jump left once. Um, <laughs> before, you know, it's like nowadays a lot of games are very kind of, not linear so much, I mean they're more open world, but they're not as difficult, let's be honest they're not challenging I don't think I've played a challenging game in many, many years, so I thought you know, someone recommended Dark Souls to me, I've gave it, given it a try, and my god it's amazing. You can make your guys look like Lannister Knights, Greyjoy Knights, um, Tyrell Knights, if you're that way inclined. Uh, all the stuff. <laughs> all the stuff. And, have you started
2: uh, invading people
0: yet? I have invaded everyone, but oh, only yes. with my guy who lo- looks a bit like a Viking.
2: Uh, it's been pretty good fun. I, I found the Cracked Orb, so you can do it as many times as you want, yep. rather than relying yep. on the um, the Cracked Red Eye bit, or uh, the actual orb itself. And um, you You've Join... been terrorising people. It's been pretty good fun.
0: What I like doing is joining the Covenants, and you just get pulled into a world midway through. And oh yeah, the got a and yeah, so that's what I've been doing a week. To be honest, enjoying the hell out of Dark Souls three. Um, what about you, Mister Bamford?
1: Well, uh, I've in the video gaming world. I've been playing a bit of Metagio Solid. Uh, I've got back to that finally. Uh, I really, really hate the fact that people can invade your base while you're offline <laughs> I'm instantly uh, interested only...
2: in the game I, I want to play it now i had no interest it's before brilliant. now you can do that I'm like alright oh, that sounds good
1: uh, you, they can only like, you've got your main base and then you can build a forward operating base which gives you more money and more people and that kind of thing Yeah. Uh, and you have to build one as a as a matter of like course and then oh now people can invade <laughs> you and they can attack your forward operating base and nick some of your men oh, fuck off I'm playing Metal Gear Solid because it's a single player game Like, it's always been a single-player game. Don't voice multiplayer stuff onto me. Fuck right off. Piss me off a tree. Still a brilliant game, though, so well worth playing. Um, But the rest of the time, when I haven't been sleeping or at work, I've been abroad. Uh, And as you discussed last week, I did end up in Afghanistan, which wasn't ideal, because I was supposed to be on a a faux stack do in Amsterdam. Uh, But I found some bad men, and they attacked me. Uh, And as I disclosed to peel earlier i did have to beat them off um but i beat them off and they left me alone after a while uh is and that, then, what, is what, is that came what you do when men come at you dave uh, yeah i beat them off
0: how many yeah, men did you <laughs> <them off?
1: laughs> oh I, I beat them all off Wow, <laughs> you beat like off
2: everyone <laughs> you're a real hussy aren't you dave
1: <laughs> yeah putting in the um, shift
2: down at the docks
1: <laughs> well, ah, oh, yeah, and then I went over to the docks in Amsterdam, and did our uh, our not a stag, for our friend who's um who's realised he's so old now at twenty six, he will never get married, and therefore he may as well just have his stag do now. So that was fun. Um, and whilst there, of course, I did a bit of scouting, uh, which came up with nothing. Apparently, Lannister are good. That's it, really. Are oh, indeed. So not that productive, Thrones wise.
2: Okay. Um someone said so earlier yeah, on that um, uh, there's no one that has been but all the podcasts are complaining and saying people should just get good rather than, you know, moaning about Lannister. But we had a whole episode last week on how to beat them, so that's not
0: true. So
1: Well, half of it was lost in the wash, wasn't it? Was it? So it's only the lat
0: Yeah, some of the Lannister did get cut out quite badly, Craven. Um, oh.
2: I, I, mean, I what- thought the review got cut badly.
0: No, it, no, it was half and half. Half the review went, and the start of the Lannister went. Oh, so the whole safe. kind of kneeling them out with Barra went. Um, I think we managed to get the military in, uh, just hit the fuck out of them. So the lesson we learned, I think, from our how to beat Lannister in the end, consisted of beat the living crap out of them with high claim militaries and fast attacking um, houses, or just play Lannister. So um, <laughs> that's brilliant.
1: <laughs> what I gathered from the conversation was well, you were talking about the Night's Watch when I tuned in, so I assume you said that they were decent because they just don't care. Um, there was a mention of Barra, Barra have generally got a decent matchup, uh, and a mention of the Targ lion, lion deck or anything with Drogo in it that just gets all the military challenges off yeah. just to put the, uh, the pressure on them. That's what I remember. Oh, it
2: in missed out the Martell Icon stripping bit, and it missed out...
1: Oh, th- no, there was that, Did yeah. Martell icon and
2: my bit yeah. about, um, no matter what bit you're running, make room for the Milk of the Poppy nightmares. Nightmares. Uh,
1: yeah, that may have been in there as well, so maybe it didn't lose very much. Of course, I wasn't there, so I don't know how much was cut. Um, possibly just the beginning. Oh, uh, what I would say is, we as a podcast have said that Lannister are strong. We've said that for quite a while now. Um, just like the other casts, that's because Lannister are strong. But they're not broken, they're not OP, they just happen to be ahead of the pack at the moment. And yes, one of the things you can do to beat them is to play them, or to just get better, but one of the things is just play instead of moaning about it. Because your moaning will not do anything. There is no restricted list that Picard will be put on at the moment, and I hope to God that there isn't going to be a restricted list for at least a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Now, however, I, I, much I did, personally uh... love the restricted list as a mechanism, and we'll get onto that. But just quit your fucking moaning and grow a pair, mm-hmm. and just play things that counter it. There are plenty of things. Um, I'm not like one giving thing. you the trouble and sort it out. Just do that. Just stop their intrigues or whatever.
0: One thing and I would say oh, on that, Dave, is just remember that Valor is coming soon, people. So yeah, that changes the game. That's kind of it. You know, it's it's a, it will just revolutionise it, and that will. will stop the dominance of Lannister because they haven't got saves you know if they have board dominance Valor well everyone's
2: got saves now well it's a great joy can't you but yeah I get what you're saying
0: yeah you know what I mean just um, Iron
1: Minds isn't loyal
0: play it tactically and you they're not they're just you know Lannister are the strongest house in the first two books they're going to be the strongest house in the first two rotations
2: You know what, I'm not that well, fussed that's... at the idea of a um, restricted list going back. I'm really not, but I'd rather it came back based on the decisions of the professional games designers and not off the back of everyone fucking crying about it.
1: <laughs> Much like the last restricted list in 1.0 was uh, the Valerian Steel Link and the and the Viper went on and it was just not necessary at all. Uh, that's going to upset
2: this podcast voting. more than anything, Yeah, no, that's... Uh... <laughs> because it fucked masters and, Maesters and the, the Viper.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it did also hit boats as well because people mind about that. Um, yeah, but you know, uh, boats, and, uh, boats were combat. And we did
1: say, did we did say the boats were much bigger of a problem in the US than they were in Europe, and it really wasn't that much of an issue here. Yeah. but they were frustrating to play against. Yeah, I do understand why they were nerfed. They were very good and very frustrating. Um, and they are that is what the Night's Watch could become if Nate isn't careful. They could turn into boat decks. And that will be very unpleasant to play against. So I really hope he's got his finger on the pulse there when it comes to future Night's Watch cards. But that is a topic for another day. Indeed. The important thing from what we've been up to this week is that I have been to Amsterdam, and everyone should come back to Amsterdam with me in two weeks' time, on the 7th. And, uh, well, one week now, basically, from when this goes up. Yeah. uh, And come to Dockside Brothel Days, which is held in Leiden in the Netherlands. And last year, it was a jolly old time. The beer flows freely. The food was nice, and the tournament was top banter. Um, prize support was really good. They've got some really cool playing playing card style house cards for everybody. They've got alt art calling the banners and the map They the art they've used for that is going to be on the play map. Uh, they did loads of other prize support as well. Some of it was Thrones themed. Some of it was like Dutch themed, um, like waffles and uh, clogs for the lowest placed player, which is Mage and uh yeah, it was just it was a really good weekend um so do come along if you're in the Netherlands or if you can if you've got time to spare and you can make it to the Netherlands with the short notice, it is really worth doing. It was a fantastic tournament um so yeah, we'll be there. that's fun, and Craven and I'll be there, so you can come and see us,
2: yeah
1: if you can get us out of our hotel room, we haven't seen each other for a couple of
0: months
1: well, a <laughs> a so powerful cuddle
0: <laughs> I'm loving embrace right I believe that brings us nicely onto listeners questions Uh, um... (laughs) the the suggestion of me and Dave
2: having sex (laughs) nicely
0: well I figured we should pull away from you two having sex onto the listeners questions and maybe um, (laughs) (laughs) I will hold you close and not let you go Um, wild horses couldn't make me (laughs) <laughs> the first question today. <laughs> also, um, Craven, is Oliver playing around with something in the background by any chance? Um, not this evening, no. Oh, okay. It sounded like a cat was chasing something over a wooden floor.
2: Oh, oh, uh, sorry. I didn't realize you could hear that. That was me. I, um, I was rolling dice. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that makes more sense. No, I unwrapped
2: nice. a box of my new dice I got in salute two weeks ago. And I was just rolling them around. I didn't think you can hear it, sorry.
0: No, I thought, I, I just assumed it was Oliver in the background, uh, and no, you were still being lenient on due to the lack of testicles.
2: No, 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 I'm definitely over that, little bastard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that was me, sorry. Oh, no, no that's fine. It's fucking okay. microphone, it doesn't pick me up when I want it to, and when I want to roll dice quietly and not get called on it, <laughs> all of a sudden it's the most sensitive mic in the world.
0: It is quite sensitive when rolling dice, or yeah. die. Die, yeah. Aye. Okay. This week we have got your listeners' questions. I do love these actually. I've read through um, the list, and <laughs> some of them are on topic and some of them are. But to begin with, I'm going to kick it off with the first listener question, um, which sense. this week. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> it's, it's from. <laughs> it's not reinvent the wheel here. It's uh, it's from Matt Chandler, and he's put. Do you know the way to see him? So in order to combat this, I have actually prepared some directions now obviously i know the way to see him from my house your house not so much uh so apologies if this doesn't help but i will read you the directions you get I here. guess so... you could
1: give like a general from the north, from the south directions. Well, you know? okay. Um, from the... because, because that's what they normally do on the website. Right, if you're coming from the north, you've got to come from this way. Right. If you're coming from the south, you've got to come from this way. If you already live in Seaham, you don't have to worry about <laughs> it. You're already there. <laughs> but you possibly don't exist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> However, there is a lovely statue in your town. Be proud. Um, <laughs> what? Well, okay, then fine. If you're coming from the north, um, no- if you're coming from north of Seaham, what you've got to do is drive south. Hang
2: on, hang on. Uh, time out here. We need to we need to address driving me insane. We need, to, we need to address Pills <laughs> pronunciation here. Peel, are you secretly American? What Seaham? Seaham.
0: It's spelled C and then Ham. So saying it as Seaham oh. is perfectly a legitimate way. To How say do you survive C. this long
2: in the UK? Very easily. And again, when did you become sentient? Because you used a pair of jeans for years ago, weren't you?
0: Yeah, true. There is that's, that. So bearing in mind. You know, I was a pair of jeans, or as if I was American, I would have been a pair of pants. Um,
1: you know Peel Street, where uh, Peel Street? Jack and Brad went to university? What town is that in? Nottingham. Well, then, use that pronunciation to pronounce the place where this regional is. Well, oh,
2: Oh, God, he's doing a Ah! Is. <laughs> this is
1: frustrating. I'm okay. going to stab you. <laughs> I'm going to stab you in the face
0: so much. Um, right, so if you are travelling to see him from the north, oh. what you need to do is drive.
1: <laughs> what, what was wrong with that? See I him was wrong with that? <laughs> that, that was fine. You did it
0: perfectly. <laughs>
1: That was fine. We're just, we're just pleased. <laughs> if you're drunk, <laughs> our little boy <laughs> is all grown up. Our little pair of trousers.
0: Giving directions is very hard with you two kids in the back. And if you do not stop, I will turn this car around and you will fucking walk. Uh, driving to see him from the north. If you're in the north or you're north of see him, drive south to see him. If you're in the south and you want to get to see him, drive the fuck north and then you're. In Seam. It's next to the A1 ish. You need to get to that. And it's near Middlesbrough and Newcastle uh, and kind of right from Durham in the grand scheme of things, if looking at a map from above and right is east. There we go. That's where Seam is. Drive north. It's somewhere up there. It can fuck
1: off. Next.
2: For anyone interested, Peel's voice is available to plug into your SatNav or TomTom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can do uh, custom voices. <laughs> Uh, you can actually like you can get into the sat nav <laughs> and change the voices yourself yeah. rather than downloading them. We could do a peel one if people are interested in that. If you want us, I like I'm happy to do that. What peel giving <laughs> directions? Turn left. Now. fucking turn left. Go north. Sat peel. <laughs> turn I'll, onto I'll the north.
0: It would... um, <laughs> peel nav.
1: Onto the great north road <laughs> to see him. So basically, um, yeah, topic of... if you're coming oh, from God,
0: London, uh, you need to go up the A1, uh, up to see him. And then it's important when you're driving up the A1 that you come off at this particular place. Now, you have to take uh, continue on the A1, up the A1. So you've driven past you know the turnings to Sheffield. You've driven past the turnings to Hull. You've even driven past the turnings to York. It's that far north. Uh, you will continue up the A1 to take the A1 up to the A168 in North Yorkshire. And you'll take the exit for the A168 from the A1M. Once you're on the A168 you'll then drive to the A16 to North Dean Avenue in Seaham. There you go. I think that's pretty
1: cool. I feel like we could get a uh, a good song out of this, you know. When the day is dawning, on a Durham country morning. <laughs> Very good. And just go um, on from there. <laughs> I'll be driving. <laughs> and, you to know, anything you, we um, need it's the darker. Just then we could do a video.
0: <laughs> when I'm up and see, I'm... I deal with wind. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> well, this the oh, gra-
1: shoot. it's a harbour. There's, there's wind in the
0: harbour. This is the greatest <laughs> argument yet. Where
1: my baby is at? Hey. The,
0: the
2: greatest argument yet for us to set up a Patreon.
0: <laughs> Do I drive past Middlesbrough? <laughs> <laughs> Right, I'm <laughs> Oh, uh, there we go. Uh,
1: however, we've done it, Peel. We've finally got Neil Sedaka relevantly into the podcast. I'm uh, so happy with
0: a Tony <laughs> as well, of all things.
1: No, no, it's written by yeah, Neil. Yeah, but
0: Siddarka. it's sung by Tony Christie. It's performed well, by. Well, t-
1: only if you listen to the Tony Christie version, which I don't. I listen to the Neil Sedaka version because it's better and older.
0: But the Tony, but the Tony Christie version's right there. Anyway,
1: he made it famous. I'm now looking. I can't write it. it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> on the outside Seaham does have a very
1: lovely rustic harbour oh, um, anyway I think we should I actually pass- had something really relevant to say about it. oh Seaham yeah there's a uh, the regional is on a Sunday mm-hmm. the day before is the conquest regional so if people want to do a double header for that they can <laughs> yeah. if you really want to stay overnight and see them if you don't want to stay overnight and see them but you do like other LCGs the Saturday there is a community run Star Wars tournament in Newcastle which is within an hour's drive. I don't know how far it is. Um, re- it's run by the current UK champ, uh, John Paul Gollity. Uh, and he wants to make it either an annual or a semi or a biannual thing. Uh, and he's put together some prize support for that, old art cards, play thats all that kind of thing. Uh, so that's kind of like a, you know, a road to Star like event for Star Wars in the UK, almost like that's the kind of thing he wants it to be like Blackwater. So if you play Star Wars, come along a day earlier to that and then come and play Thrones. Yeah. Um, I- if you I think that's what I'm intending to do. I think I'll be going up for the two days and doing that. I won't be playing Conquest because Conquest is Conquest terrible. is shit. But, on the other
2: side. Definitely grabbed me by the balls and made me pay attention. Um, can you send me any details about that, Dave, somewhere? Because...
1: I will invite you right now on Facebook, Thanks. Craven. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> it's alright. <laughs> for people who are <laughs> We're wishing <so> to friends. <laughs> know, Seaham is located exactly
0: a 31-minute drive away from newcastle upon tyne
1: well, your geography has certainly improved from uh, a couple of months ago where you said that Stockton was in Manchester. Yeah, so, uh, Stockton
0: <laughs> is like, I was thinking of somewhere else that's near Stacks yes, yeah, really. yeah, Uh Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were. Not the Stockton
1: that you have been to, I've played Thrones at. <laughs> yeah, I've
0: definitely been to that. Stock, I was thinking of Stockport. Yeah,
1: I know. That's
0: what I was thinking. So, should we of, move uh, on to another same question? place, place both of them. If we give give
2: every question this amount of attention, we may finish by the time I'm 40.
1: (laughs) And then you can celebrate, because everyone loves being 40. But don't be upset when you (laughs) get to 41.
0: Yeah. Okay. Far away.
2: Okay. um, What is the (laughs) combination... This is from Thomas. Uh, What is the combination of three words that you are most ashamed (laughs) of typing while searching for porn <laughs> I love it when we go slightly <laughs> off topic
1: he's qualified he's qualified it with uh, you're not allowed to answer not ashamed of anything Oh, or anything uh, similar to that
2: well I would be most ashamed of searching for ladies of Siam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mine would be Bukovic's Craven orgy
2: <laughs>
0: you'd love that
1: yeah, you. I think you two are the kind of guys that can have an orgy with two people.
0: Ah, uh, oh. <laughs> I hate questions about porn. Um, <laughs> so, so many reasons. It does. This is giving me flashbacks. <laughs> I think I would be most ashamed of searching for <gasps> porn. Um,
2: it's a very relevant question to ask free members of the clergy as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. um Oh, luckily not the Catholic Church. Exactly. Oh. This conversation could have
2: gone a really different.
0: <laughs> oh no! It would probably be. I think I'd be quite ashamed if, at any point, I decided to look at robot porn. Um, so I'm going to go robots with hamsters. <laughs> right.
1: Okay. yeah, Sure. I looked over. So it. you can actually put another word in if you want, because you can use the plus to oh. make sure that uh, they're both included. So if you want to specify what kind of. Uh, hamster robot porn? You want? Okay. Um, um Lesbian?
0: Yeah. Let's go with lesbian, Dave. I think that's probably most appropriate. <laughs> lesbian robot porns probably might. My... Oh, what about kind of decrepit robot porn? So the robots are a bit <laughs> kind of like old and rusty, and they kind Shabby. of move a little bit. It's like...
1: And hamster, uh, involving hamsters, obviously. Oh, the hamsters?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, something along uh, those lines. Some th- something involving bestiality, robots, and decrepitness will kind of be sure. probably the worst thing I could look for on there. Okay.
1: And for any new listeners tuning in for the first time this episode, we are not safe for work. Always should point that out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Turn this off go on a Sunday around the dinner table. It's not going to work.
1: Yeah, or you, or if you're in church with a vicar and, uh, <laughs> and the archbishop of Canterbury. Yeah.
2: Indeed. <laughs> so there we go. Um, over to you, Dave, for the next one.
1: Oh, uh, the next one is Mate asks us who's next in 2016. Now, for our international uh, viewers, listeners, I think you'll probably be aware that there's been a lot of celebrity deaths in the last couple of months. I don't know if they're all famous across the world. I think most of them are. But certainly in the UK, it's it's a thing that everyone is dead. Yeah. Um, so we ask, who's next? Uh, as you may be aware, I'm taking part in a death bus in my, with my friends, trying to predict who will die this year and so we can get points. Uh, last year I won, having selected Lemmy and Christopher Lee, and uh, I've got a lovely motorhead clock on my wall now as my prize. Uh, so one of the people I've subbed in this year is Jake Lloyd. Do you know who that is?
2: I do know who that is, and he's um, recently been sectioned, has he not?
1: Yes, he has. Mm. Uh, he's the guy who played Anakin Skywalker in The Phantom Menace, because I like, I like child stars for this, because they love to go off the rails. Mm. Um, so I thought well, he's a good one. Uh, he had just been when I put him on the list. He had just been done for um, uh, drive. He, he was done about a year ago for reckless driving and driving without a license and resisting arrest. And I was like, "Yes, fantastic! This is brilliant." It's and the then start. Um, you know, he's he's just going to go. He's going to go completely off the rails, as opposed to just off the road. And then suddenly, in April, just after we start the Death Bus, he gets diagnosed with schizophrenia and gets put away, sectioned. Which is not ideal because it's much more likely much more unlikely that he dies you say that so um um well, they're like padded cells and stuff aren't they I mean he could I think he's an outside suicide
0: uh, bid, dave if honest if honest, which so, <laughs> this that's,
1: <sounds> so grim <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah Dave, well, he's, he's been sectioned so he's saying well dave there is an outsider suicide option the f a um that is definitely a possibility if he's been sectioned for that reason um so yeah yeah, that is a possibility so. Don't don't let that frown get to get you too down, Dave.
1: I won't write him off yet. He's still got he's still got innings a, in him.
0: Always a silver lining.
1: <laughs> yeah. If if he's still he's still here by next year, I might uh, drop him and draft in someone else. I miss some goodies, so uh, mm. I'll see if they're still on the uh, on the wave of wire next year.
2: <laughs> Waiver of You missed <laughs> some goodies. Is that, a, is that an implicit threat to Bill Oddy?
1: no I could never put Bill Ollie on someone said the other day are you going to put Neil Sedako on your list no because even if I got points for having him die it just wouldn't be worth it it's just too not worth thinking about so uh carry on
0: truthfully I always like these questions well I I would like I know who I I always
1: like these questions about dead celebrities (laughs) I I know who I would like
0: to see removed off the face of this planet Um, but I know they won't die um, because they're they're immortal and fueled by Satan, so I'm gonna go with. And I think this might happen this year, and it'd be really really sad. But I have a feeling Attenborough might pop it.
2: That's a solid bet, and it's a solid shout.
0: And I know it's. I, I would hate that to happen because Attenborough is amazing, and I love him to bits. But I, I mean, he is. He's getting on a bit, or that, or Brucey's um, Brucey bonus. Are we can't have uh, two, I'll yeah. have Bruce. Oh sorry, alright then fine, I'll I'll take back Bruce. Um I'll just go with Attenborough. Yeah,
2: yeah we'll... for me. Yeah.
0: yeah. One yeah, of them
1: very strong chance there.
0: That or potentially some of the original Star Wars cast. What? Harrison the... Harrison Ford's he's not, not that looking. old though, is he? Yeah. But David Prowse is really old. Uh he's like well, eighty yeah, yeah, he uh, is Mayhew old. as well. Yeah. yeah, he
2: is very old. he doesn't look healthy either, bless him.
0: Uh, no. and I mean he used to be a he used to be a weightlifter, didn't he? So you know,
2: yeah, they shit when they get old weightlifters.
0: <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, that, or you know, maybe a shock turn. I, I feel this year is going to be a year of shocking death more than anything else. Um, so, you know, watch this space. Mm.
2: Okay. Uh. Um. Uh, who's next? Back to you, Peel.
0: Which scenario do you prefer? Purple Rain, the cold November rain, or Raining Men? That's from Will Carter.
2: music base, of course. Of course it's from Will.
0: Is this asking which one I actually, you know, I would prefer to be caught out in? I guess so. I mean, it's obvious, really, then, if that's the case. Raining Men? Purple Rain. Oh.
2: Think. Well, mine would be cold November rain because, back to normal, purple rain suggests some sort of acid, and raining men, well, you could die, couldn't you? <laughs> One landed on your head.
0: Horribly impractical.
2: Yeah. And it'd make a mess, people would burst on the hit the pavement, and it'd be all over the place.
0: Purple rain is a drug induced haze, though, effectively. So, you know, there is that.
2: Oh, well, I'm, uh, I'm completely clean me, so, again, it doesn't change my
0: answer. So you you would like to be in the cold November rain?
2: Yeah, standard issue, cold rain, nothing to worry about.
0: <laughs> Bit of a uh, get a rain mac on, you're fine. Yeah, exactly.
2: Get my willies on.
1: I think I'd agree with uh, with uh, Craven. You know, I'll go for the standard vanilla rain. <laughs> uh, I'm not adventurous enough for the the men or the purple. Um, <laughs> Unless we're talking musically, of course, in which case I I don't. Uh, someone asked me at the weekend do you actually know anyone who likes Prince like do you know anyone who's just into Prince not really Bongo. no no one is is he
2: Top Bongo and his missus are well into Prince he's a, he's the a reason cool. I found out he died because he put up a post okay. saying uh oh the wife's not going to be happy with this so I sent a message going what's happened <laughs> have you put another bottle of rum in the bin and he went no <laughs> Prince has died I went alright and then yeah
1: ok <laughs> so yeah. I know one person or well, two people who are into Prince Uh, and I don't like Guns N' Roses so I guess it's going to be Jerry Halliwell
2: Jerry Halliwell oh here's you (laughs) complaining about original people (laughs) well I
1: like uh, I like the weather girls as well but obviously the reason Will has said this is because it's the Spice Spice Girls girls, yeah of course it is in disguise
2: (laughs) I hadn't escaped my notice (laughs) Right, where we go then that's that that's that one done um, I'll do the next one because I think it was actually probably directed for me anyway um, it's from Bambi and he says Winterfell how good is it now that you've seen it played discuss um, now Bambi uh, deployed Winterfell against me um, uh, in two games that we played recently and um, yeah Winterfell is a massive massive pain in the ass it's, it's enormously frustrating to play against um, I still don't know if I like it or would run it bearing in mind it costs four um, as does the Arbor um, and I find the Arbor is a big tempo big tempo here despite the ongoing almost kind of insurmountable economic advantage it gives you and it still makes me think oh I'm not so sure how, how good the Arbor really is um, so yeah it, I think it's great but I mean yeah I'm not sh- uh, it's good, it's good, but I, I'm not a, a full believer. Of course, one thing about Winterfell is you can dupe it on setup, which is good.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I haven't played with it yet, but it seems very strong, yet very expensive. So, yeah. I can't really add much to that. No added value from me. But I see that uh, Louis Bretas likes this question, so I assume he's played Winterfell and he thinks it's good.
2: Yeah, you know it.
1: So there you go. Watch out if you play him at Dockside or at any tournament.
2: That was uh, um, a kind of dark, nope theme uh, or cat brand and all that sort of nonsense going on. It just stops you doing anything. Um, it's quite martelly in a way, actually. You might like
1: those Stark, Starker NPE though, aren't they? That's it. That's the thing. Um, well, the thing about the, mar- the style of no that uh, Stark have at the moment is that it's all on the table. And it's just like, oh, I'm going to do this and you can't do anything. Well, that's no fun, is it? The beauty about Martel's no is that they could say no at any possible time and you don't know when it's going to be. you just like, oh, well, I'll throw this challenge. And they're just like, ah, no, you're not. No challenge for you. Stop that challenge. Oh, okay. Well, I'll try this challenge. Nah, you can have it through. Have some renown. That's fine. But you don't have any claim. No, sorry. You're going to pay the claim. All right. Fair enough. Well, can I at least trigger this? No, you can't trigger that. Okay, fair I'm enough. I'm sure there's... That kind of no is much more fun to me, as opposed to just, no, you can't do anything. There's plenty of people
2: regularly. who I think will probably uh, take issue with this <laughs> definition of fun.
1: Um, I certainly <laughs> see
2: where you're coming from. Having dabbled in Martel in the past,
1: it's it just the thing about stopping people from doing things is that it's much more NPE than cancelling things, which is what Martel does. Martel cancels a (laughs) challenge, which is frustrating. Um, A
2: brief second. Burning on the
1: sands is probably
2: (laughs) yeah. Burning on the sands is a
1: bad example. We'll put that aside.
2: I get a brief kind of but, rush of endorphins, and I think it's going to happen. I mean, you snuff them away. <laughs> yeah, that sounds legit.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, that burning on the sands is a terrible example. But when you compare, say, Winterfell, which just stops all triggers outright, to, um, he calls it thinking, or Red Vengeance, which cancels specific things. Yes, they're very powerful, but they can be cancelled in themselves. Winterfell is just this block of a thing that can't be blown up by a newly made lord. Um... And it just stops things outright, uh, which is much less fun and much less. And because it's a location, you can't play around it so much. With at least with um, cat, you can at least murder her or remove her icons or whatever. Oh. Um, or Neela. You can blow but these locations up. Felt,
2: People forget that put to the um, torch exists.
1: This is true. You could run put to the torch. That is one card.
2: You can treachery it.
1: But that, that's that's I. Uh, is it a response is it a reaction yeah after a phase begins isn't it okay yeah still still there's a difference between the NPE of you can't do anything as opposed to the NPE of I'm going to stop you doing things once you've done them yeah. I think
2: that's fair enough
1: yeah. part go. of it's false hope <laughs>
2: people have got anything to add to this
1: I haven't played it
0: yet I haven't played against it I will not be able to seen it played, unfortunately. Go on, Dave.
1: Okay, Matt Spencer asks, is the Facebook group really worth being a member of? (laughs) Assuming... Nope. uh, Theus uh, Theus, uh, follows up with, don't bring that sour shit to a fun yet educational podcast. Mm -hmm. What a lovely description, thank you. Uh, (laughs) And then Matt says, he would like to know our opinion of the utility of the Facebook group, especially for new players compared to, say, discord or car game db i'll tell you about
2: the utility of that group it's about as much use as tits on a snake Mm
1: -hmm.
0: done (laughs) (laughs) i don't use facebook because of groups like this next (laughs) um
1: so actually answering the question (laughs) um i'm not sure it really is worth being a member of at the moment the majority of content for me, is people asking rules questions that have already been asked, when Card DB is a much, much, much better place to ask those, because they can be indexed. And you can search them with Google or using the, the internal search. People
0: asking rules um, that are in the rules book?
1: Yeah, that, that's frustrating. The first with. two pages, like, oh,
0: alright.
1: <laughs> yeah, some some of them you just like, just read the rule what book, but it? some of them are reasonable questions, just if you had looked on Card Game DB, you would have already seen them. And it's very easy. Or check, just check the new player, fact. If it's not there, check Car Game DB. If it's not there, ask somewhere. Don't ask on Facebook. Um, the only real use for it at the moment for me, because the discussion hasn't been that good, most of it is just people moaning, um, is seeing new content being posted. It's a depository for all the podcasts, all the articles, and uh, people streaming on Octagon and things as they go up, which is useful. But a lot of that gets posted to Car Game DB anyway. So, for me, personally, I don't think it's that useful. I would much prefer all the discussion took place on CarGameDB with more fluid as-and-when discussion on Discord, because I think they're better better platforms. So, yeah, I wouldn't bother with it, to be honest. I'm only in there because I haven't left, rather than because I want to be at this point.
0: A question from Andy, which is, which Game of Thrones character do you think would win in a hypothetical Westeros AGOT 2.0 LTG World Championship and with what deck I think only one character could win it uh, because only one of them that I know can definitely read very well and that's Tyrion Uh, he's the only one that's (laughs) alive that I think can read at the moment so uh, Tyrion would be the winner there Um, I
2: disagree I think Littlefinger would win
0: touche hmm
1: Littlefinger's got a very, very good shout at winning, I think. But we've also got to have someone who doesn't have, like, a government job that takes up all their time, you know? Mm. Got to, uh, you know, that they're, they're so dedicated to. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, well, <laughs> so theoretically, Dave, um, they, they could book off holiday. I'm just, you know... They, could,
1: they could book leave for being Master of Coin.
0: Everyone gets holidays. You know, you get 28 days a year at most standard. That's, like, the standard amount you're entitled to as a full-time <laughs> In Europe, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, there we go. Not then. in the in US... Europe, they would have up to 28 days of holiday to use up... in order to uh, attend these tournaments. Um, so we could hope he could book it off. However, his game might be a bit unreasonable... but, we'll, you know, I'm sure we could put in a letter for him.
1: Okay, sure. As long as there's nothing too important on the small council those days.
0: Well, you never know, Dave. You could always be on call.
1: On call cool on the small council. Yeah, this is true. Um, I think I think Craven's probably right... but for the sake of variety... Uh, I will say Varys Ooh. playing a reset deck with uh, hey, Varys would play the world's deck from last year with um, lots of cheap characters except for himself. Tears of Elise, um, naval superiority, uh, Varys obviously. Yeah, mm-hmm. I bet Varys would love that. I
0: yeah, think Tyrion will play until yeah.
1: the final when suddenly he's like, "Oh, by the way, actually, dragons." Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, like, oh, that's a surprise.
0: I reckon t- Tyrion would go with a. Uh... Across kind of deck I reckon he'd go with a lanny Targaryen build you know yeah yeah I reckon he would I reckon he'd like that
1: Targaryen not um not Targaryen banner to the uh banner to the lion so he and his brother can go across but he can leave his mum his, his sister and his dad at home
0: true he doesn't like them does he he doesn't like them yep no, no. fair play the other way around he definitely would be there though doing all the gold shit
2: yeah Finger would play the uh, the strongest deck in the meta and I don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> it's the strongest thing and just go with it because it's, uh, <laughs> it's
0: not so in it agreement there, Jates. Just, uh, just to clarify, what we've done there is pick three Game of Thrones characters who would who would play in the tournament and potentially win it, but they're all effectively playing the same deck almost. Um, all playing Lannister.
1: No.
0: Yeah? No.
1: No, Bar- the deck I suggested was Martell Banner to the Rose.
0: Oh, you would have to the Rose.
1: People I... so yeah, would have said, to yeah, said Targaryen, Rose. Dave. The world's... Oh, no, the the it's worst it's not, fair enough. Oh, but Harris yeah, yeah. I mean, in the final, he, he drops out his dragons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because he's just like, you know, I don't play by the same rules as other men. Uh, also dragons. It was, oh, fair enough. Yeah, Then he loses. That and makes sense. Balls and, off.
0: and then, after he loses, everyone else loses as well. Just Everyone just discards. Yeah.
2: Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. I
1: like a, I like Josh's answer that shagger son of Dolph, was a pilot hyper-edric. Oh. Which is a deck that doesn't get enough attention because it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> but it should be it should, it should be noted as being terrible at this point in time now when there's some more House Dane tech you know, could be good could be good, be. but at the moment <laughs> no, Edric's a bit fragile I think
2: he's flammable, he's only 12 um, Alex Leggett writes in and asks if FFG announced a restricted list for second edition right now What cards would you foresee or want on that list? Now, I wouldn't want any on the list. We kind of touched at the top of the episode. Don't really want to see one. If one turns up, then so be it, if it's for the right reasons. But I can't see any right reasons now. um, So I wouldn't want any on there. But if one did happen right now, absolutely did happen, I could foresee Tyrion going on with Tywin. And I could foresee... No, that's it, actually. That's probably the only change I could see being made, which would happen if it happened now, because anything else just seems too arbitrary. So, yeah, Tyrion becoming restricted with Tyrion, or Tyrion just being made loyal, rather than um, non-loyal. But that's never rather than restriction, so that doesn't count.
1: Uh, I would prefer... I don't like the idea of restricting Tyrion and Tyrion
2: never know why but i can um, see that what would happen if it happened now.
1: for many for many reasons thematic the fact that that would neuter Lannister main house as well as uh, just, I, I don't know if, i would prefer it if tyrion and the hound went on the list because i think that the, because far. that
0: yeah
1: well not necessarily because he's still brilliant in jumper lit. i don't know if
0: you had to choose though,
1: you... but it it neuters the banner as well as the main house, rather than just the main house. So, you'll get a bit more variety in banners. I think we can all agree at
0: this point, we're
2: just spitballing what we think would happen and why, not this is what we actually think should happen. Yes?
1: Oh, no. No, I don't think there should be a restricted
0: list at this point. However, to gain popularity in the forums, I will say uh, heads on spikes. (laughs) Just because uh, uh, people moan about that, fuck it, why not? Um, Doesn't really make a difference if it's the only restricted card, so
1: it's just the only well the the mountain doesn't matter is it the mountain yeah um... the mountain goes on because it's just too much randomness too much NPE
2: the casino
1: deck come on on. yeah there we go the casino (laughs) deck is fun for no man Oh, I except for the one piloting it when it goes off no I, I I I hate some of the discussion that goes on in car game DB but I can definitely see where they're coming from when they complain about casino decks because they are unpleasant to play against when all the cannons go you don't have to be good to play them you just have to be lucky yeah. and that is unpleasant in a big if you get knocked out of a tournament because your opponent was lucky with their mountain pull, heads on spikes is, is not as bad but the mountain especially I find that quite irritating a, a greater man
2: than me once said better lucky than good
1: mm. who was that? bamby ah mm. sure where well, we go Okay, sure.
0: Next question is Aaron Glazer, uh, pizza. Question sure. Mark.
2: I could definitely go for a pizza right now.
0: I am actually really hungry. I un- love a pizza great. right um, now. I haven't had dinner yet, so that would be spot on. Tell us to bring it over. Put it in the post.
1: <laughs> You'll get it in three to six. Weeks. That'll work. Okay. Lewis Bretus has asked many questions. So do we want to want a quickfire them? Go on in. Uh. Number one, the importance or not of claim to plots. Do people undervaluate them?
2: Well, that's a very broad question, isn't it? I and mean, then um, how do you value a plot initially? That's what you need to look at that. I'm yeah. fucking writing a history essay here. You know how this goes. I'm <laughs> deconstructing the question. Uh, to answer that question, you need to actually understand how people evaluate plots in the first place and then apply that logic to any two claim plots and, and their evaluation of them. Um I, in my opinion, I don't think people do undervalue two-claim plots. Um, it's, it's a bit of a trap to fall into. You think, oh, two-claim is the best claim. Yep. Um, but they have some fairly significant drawbacks um, at this point in the game. Uh, and ironically, I think the only two-claim plot which we can turn around and say is probably away from um, those sort of problems is the original two-claimer, isn't it? The wind of winter that's just mm-hmm. that's the only downside to that is a relatively low income um, and yeah. the ones that have come since have actually had a lot of other things potentially wrong with them so I reckon if you're not seeing them around that often that's probably because people are evaluating them just right
1: I think in the right deck they're very very strong you just got to you got to take that into account I mean like Targ Lion loves it They love a Winds of Winter, but a lot of other decks, I would just rather have the gold or a positive plot effect than bother about the two claim. I didn't use that many two claims in the majority of my first edition decks. Some of my Quentin decks ran several, but the majority of my decks, I worried about the plot effects rather than the plot numbers. And whilst I still, you know, more of it is about the gold now than it used to be. Um, I still try and take that into account as much as possible and use plots that do things rather than plots that just have good numbers. Uh, His second question is, is targeted kill and removal the most important deck feature right now? Apart from having gold to pay for your stuff. Because that seems super important too. Um, There is an element of me that says you need some targeted kill in your decks. There are a lot of problem characters that you need to deal with but it's not necessarily true it just depends well, well, it's a bit of a cop up but it depends on the deck Barra doesn't need targeted kill because it just kneels the threats um, a rush deck doesn't need targeted kill because it just rushes past the threats uh, that kind of thing so all de- most decks can benefit from targeted kill I think
2: I'd agree with that um, i I. I think Targeted Kill is massively, massively important in the vast majority of decks. The ones that aren't important are the ones that you just mentioned, though. So I think there's two decks which don't need any. That's any form of traditional Night's Watch. And Barrow Fealty doesn't need it. Um, but I think... I said uh, Rush and Barrow. Yeah, well, I'm going to say I think Rush okay. needs to consider it it can't discount it completely, but um, I reckon with it, pretty much every other deck type, whereas you used to think, how am I going to deal with Valor? That question now needs to be replaced with, how am I going to get problems off the board? Um, it's super important. So, um, yeah, I would... And I think, actually, in this question, he has um, summed up the two most important things you need to consider when building your deck now is how's your economy looking and how are you going to get stuff off the board? Like, are the two things you need to be thinking about more than anything else? So, yeah, I would agree with his... Um, well, not agree with his sentiment, but I would uh, answer in the affirmative to that question.
0: Isn't that the way the game's always been? Um, you've always no. to kind of just look at the gold and kind of just decide how you're going to get rid of things on the board? I mean, no. obviously, there's been...
2: No. Targeted deal eh. like this, like we know it now, it wasn't universal. First no, case. it used to pretty much just be. Thing.
0: Yeah, murder decks. Um, yeah, now it is quite. Yeah, it, it has expanded a lot and it is kind of a, a nice little feature if they would like.
2: Basically, yeah. Yeah. That, that is the point, isn't it? I mean, killing things through events and that sort of stuff isn't restricted to anyone now, so anyone can no. do it. So, yeah. Shall so I take the next one of his? Mm hmm. Go for it. How, bar- how bad is Rokaro and how he became the most hateful Dothraki ever made by a given card game? I don't mean, think he's that bad.
1: He's very expensive.
2: Yeah, but he's not.
1: He doesn't really do anything at the moment. Aggo's out now, so that makes him slightly better.
2: He's not the worst Dothraki ever, though, is he?
1: No, no, he's definitely not. I'm trying to think who was the worst Dothraki in 1st edition but I have no idea off the top of my head.
2: Well I'm going to search now. So I'm
1: sure I'll get back to you later. Um, Rich Walker from uh, Northampton has been playing with Rakara a lot recently and he's been absolutely raving about him.
2: Yeah?
1: He's been saying he's, he's been brilliant in recent games. Uh, I think yeah if you can get multiple use out of him because if you've got Aggo and Drogo as well you can do two military challenges so Ricaro can play, claim two power, and having Ago gives um Ricaro intimidate because it's another blood rider, and it allows you to stand one of your one of your key uh, queen's guard as well, so you're getting double use out of the intimidate you're claiming power for drogo you're killing people you're claiming power for Ricaro um so I think if all the pieces come together, it can be quite powerful. I don't know if it's quite there yet.
2: The, we'll worst off the worst Dothraki ever The worst off-racket ever was Destitute Horde From Scattered Armies uh, Four gold, five strength Military power, army off-racking. No attachment except weapon or boon Response, after reinforcement event card is played Choose an attachment controlled by an opponent Take control of the attachment And attach it to Destitute <laughs> Horde if able Otherwise just discard it from play That's your worst Dothraki <laughs> <part. laughs>
1: Really? It's, it's not, not bad if you're playing loads of... Uh... Loads of reinforcement events. Oh yeah, that against...
2: popular deck type.
1: <laughs> Greg Atkinson won Worlds with a reinforcement deck, or came second at Worlds with one. Okay. So anyone other than these crazy. There you crazy,
0: uh, Suck on that. No, the
2: worst. You can't possible. use Greg Atkinson as example of a deck's popularity. This is a guy no, who
1: said no one plays that, and I'm saying it won Worlds. <laughs> uh, I mean, bear in mind that this was like two cycles in, so there were no good decks. Yeah, so, true. Yeah. I think the worst <laughs> Dothraki ever was a Dothraki stallion.
0: I think that might be it. The Dothraki stallion which was a creature and a war horse. Uh, if you win a power challenge in which the attached character attacked alone instead of normal cl- claim effects, return the top card of your discard pile to your hand. That may well be the worst Dothraki ever.
1: Just a, No, stallion. the worst Dothraki ever is the Dothraki honor guard.
0: The Dothraki honor 4 for
1: 4 Bicon. No attachments, target only. Challenges, you may put Dothraki Honor Guard into play from your hand under the control of any opponent. After that opponent wins a challenge in which the Dothraki Honor Guard participated, take control of the Honor Guard. So you're giving your opponent a free character to win a challenge with.
2: I didn't or, even see likely, them when I was it. Have I the got the Dothraki tra- Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Everybody had, all, well, five of the houses had them from first. Yeah, from. I
2: would have thought of everything. They're to all be, in then. the
1: core set and the uh, Greyjoy deck. Um, Martell don't have them.
2: Oh, yeah, they they are. Yeah, they board, are yeah good right And there, they're
1: mate. awful. Awful. Unplayable in Joust, and um, a very, very specific in melee when they would be good, which is virtually never.
2: Oh, Jedrzej again in the artwork.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the, the boon, isn't it? Jedrzej in the core cool set of first edition.
2: That'd make quite a nice play, Matt. Mm.
1: Yeah. Shame, it's terrible. Yeah. So, yeah, I think... Uh, I don't think Rikara is as bad as people say now that Aggo is out. He was useless before. Now I think he's alright, but it makes your deck very expensive. You have to run summer plots to make Aggo good. Um, it, the Dothraki deck isn't quite there yet, but it will be. Oh, it will be. And then he might be alright.
2: Ian yeah, is waiting.
1: I've got
0: um, saves. What are the best? Iron Minds versus Bodyguards. One is for highborns, the other is for all the, the common people. Iron Minds is always the correct choice if you're banners to the Kraken. But how about risen from the sea? Jorah, Jory, Amon, and Needle, and then lots of symbols and a question mark at the end. <laughs> I
1: don't think you can really count Needle.
0: No, <laughs> um, uh, cause it
1: just saves sacrifice to characters, but it is it is all right.
0: Iron Minds and Risen. There you go.
1: Um, well, Iron Minds is the best.
0: Yeah,
1: like there's no denying that it is not loyal and it hits anyone. Yeah, Risen can be cancelled by Hands of Judgment, which is everywhere. Yep, and it only hits Greyjoys, so it's nowhere near as useful without Valor When Valor's back, Risen will be much better.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, bodyguards. I'm not a massive fan of them.
0: No, I don't know. Like
1: all of these, all of these can be cancelled by something. Um, normally treachery, bodyguards. It's just I don't you... know. I've still got an aversion to attachments, and I'll, I don't know. I've not really. I've never found a bodyguard particularly useful when I've had one. Well, now maybe that's just because people are playing dif- playing things differently because I've got it. But I've never. I've rarely been happy to draw a bodyguard. I've, Iron mines are considerably better. Um,
2: Uh, I'm not so sure
1: Um,
2: uh, Iron Mines are better let me just get that out of the way first I do agree they are better I don't think Bodyguards are shit though by any means
1: Uh, I'm not saying they're shit I just don't, I can't find the deck space for them in most cases because they never I never find they do enough to warrant being in my deck whereas like the Iron Mines is just I will always have Iron Mines in my deck as a Greyjoy player or if I'm battering Kraken, because they're just so much better.
2: They're very handy if you're up against a lot of Greyjoy.
1: What, because they put to the sword?
2: No, because of are attachment. Well, turns sea turned stone off Seastone Chair turns sure. off Raiding Vessel.
1: This is true. This is true. Yeah, positive attachments. Good now. Very crazy. What
2: um, a world we live in.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jory's good. He's... He's really good. He's interesting, rules-wise. How... You can choose him for claim and then use him to save someone else at the same time. If it's a two-claim plot. That's fun. Um, I really like Jory.
2: Yeah. I like him uh, more.
1: And obviously Amon's brilliant because he's just infinite saves. Until he, get, until he gets treachery if he's trying to save himself.
2: But... Saves for days.
1: Exactly. Um, so yeah, in my opinion, Ironmind's his best. Bodyguard's probably next then Aemon. then Jory, then Risen, then Needle.
2: Yep. That so sounds... I'm going to
1: rank all the saves.
2: I would agree.
1: Yep. I hate dupes, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah. Carry on. Next question. <laughs> you can take this one, Craven.
2: Uh, it's a Whiskers deck from two weeks ago working so far? Um, I haven't played it a, a massive amount. Um, I did play it, obviously, <laughs> the week after we built it, and it, it worked. It was okay. But... Um, I don't now feel the value of going all in on Fish Whiskers Um, I think Fish Whiskers is someone who you put in your deck and then when you come around to doing your plots if you do do them afterwards you have a look at and you look at and you think well how many winter plots have I got here if you've got a lot of winter going on or you can sub in some of your plots for winter effects keep them in the deck but if not don't bother. Um, much like we just mentioned with the Dothraki, I think Fish Whiskers is, is the vanguard of stuff yet to come. So trying to build a deck which capitalises on him now is a is a nice idea, but um, there's more competitive options out of Greyjoy. So stick him in, then look at your winter themes. If there's enough to keep him into one of, great. If not, I'd probably bin him off. So it's worked in the sense it's taught me a lot about a fish whiskers and the meta at the moment. Has it worked competitively? Not so much.
1: Sure. Okay. Well, I haven't played it and Peel hasn't played it, so uh, we'll defer to Craver's judgment on that. Um Jack Abbott, what are your feelings on the change in Game Night Kits being one set of tokens instead of the two playmats? Well, firstly it was always one playmat, so no change there. Um I wasn't too bothered when it was announced. I have enough playmats that uh, I'm not too fussed how many more I get now um, not that I'll ever turn them down obviously uh, but I can see that playmats are nicer than tokens the tokens aren't that fantastic no as as I've been led to as I've been told um, and it is a lot nicer for a newer player to get um, to get a playmat so it's it's a shame but it doesn't bother me particularly personally because I'm there to get the cards more often than not because the cards I can actually use, I have enough tokens now. I have enough playmats now. Um, uh-huh. I'm there for the, the old art cards, really. So, yeah.
2: Pretty much my thoughts on that one as well. Um, I'm not that fussed. In, in the greatest scheme of things, of all the shit that Fantasy Flight Games' organised play has been kicking out recently. Uh, this is the least of my concerns. Um, I've got too many playmats as well. That sounds so kind of humble-brag, doesn't it? Oh, poor yeah. me, i have got too many. Um, you have a
0: cupboard full, a closet full, sorry.
2: I've got three coat hangers that are bending underneath the weight of play mats and these various games. But um, I still haven't got a Martel one, which I really want. Um, so, yeah, I'm
1: not that fussed. That's because they've, they've only done Martel once since we've started playing.
2: They have, haven't they? Which is a travesty, And there really. are only
1: eight in the UK.
2: where well, and uh, I just avoided getting my hands on one, um, yeah. so yeah, I'm not that bothered. It is what it is.
1: Yeah, I think you know, once you've got one playmat for each house, you probably kind of sorted. I haven't got a Greyjoy one, but I've got the others sorted.
2: I've got a signed Greyjoy one by our mate Jedrzej. Oh, I've got a
1: signed Martell one. Definitely yeah. <laughs> got signed at the same by, time by Mister Jedrzej. Yeah. Who did. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So there we go. Yeah. Well, at
1: least we can mix and match if we're if we're not playing our our favourite houses, we can swap around.
0: Yeah, I haven't and I'm upset. Nice. Oh. <laughs> ah, but
1: you do have a banter behind the throne map. I do, so, which uh, is
0: rarer, so, ah. This is, is in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, compared to eight Martel ones, there's there's four in the whole world. It's
2: amazing. Oh, I got four and eight correct that time, didn't I, Dave?
1: You did, you did. I'm learning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> the, um... The next one I've got, Dave, is actually directed specifically at you. And it's, why won't you complete my doodle poll from Patrick Haynes? So, Dave, oh, why mean? the fuck won't you complete that?
1: Well, this is this is a secret thing that Patrick's organising. So, uh, I'm gonna have you'll to find out then. about that in due time. So uh, well, no, you, I can tell you that, because right, he's asked it in public. Right. So, uh... There is a secret thing happening, which I've been invited to. Ooh. And the answer... The reason I haven't completed the Doodle poll is because you sent it to me while I was in Amsterdam. And I was kind of preoccupied by being rat Uh And so I will fill it in later, because I forgot after that, basically. Um, to what I will do? fill it in. I'll fill it in this afternoon.
0: There is a, a follow-up uh, to that as well. Um, also, now the yeah. game is a bit older, re-evaluate the seven-cost characters... Which are now the best, which are the worst, and what would their alcoholic beverages be of choice?
2: Well, I think we should intervene there and say we're going to revisit the whole House Bolton Wanderers at the end of the cycle. Yeah. So, isn't uh, that. uh,
1: And then what we can do is we can go through who in our House Bolton won. Well, after the House Bolton Wanderers win a game, what would they be drinking?
2: Yeah, that's good So show. we can
1: do it for all of them. That's a nice one. And uh, that will hopefully tie in well with the end of the football season. Yes, it should <laughs> like do, actually, when so. Leicester will <laughs> Although, really, the football season hopefully ends this Sunday.
0: <laughs> hopefully. Oh, my God. I'm... The only problem is I'm working <laughs> on the Monday, so I have to be a little bit more of than I initially planned. However, there is always next weekend at the home game, so... Yeah. That should be nice and fun. Um... Okay then, shall we jump on to the next one then okay. and uh, come back to that?
1: Yep, Hadley decide. Lacey uh, says, oh go on, sorry.
0: Oh no, 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 I was going gonna... to, yeah, be you far away?
1: Okay, he says, see him to be referred to as sea rum ham, and what kind of rum would make the best of rum ham? Now Peel, I know Craven loves his rum, Ye- but you love your rum as well. I do love rum. Uh, and while you might not like rum as much as Craven, I, I know that know. you love rum ham.
0: I'm pretty even on the whole rum scale, I think, with Craven. It is my favourite alcoholic beverage. It is my go-to kind of... I very rarely drink whiskey, if I'm honest. However, a nice straight dark rum with maybe a slice of lime and a bit of ice is is a lovely drink for a relaxing evening after a nice meal.
1: Okay. Um, So there is that. talk less about the rum, then. But you do know more about rum ham.
0: I do love rum ham. And to make the perfect rum ham, I can confirm... There is only one rum you, you can use for the rum ham. That rum in question is called Old Jay's Rum.
1: Oh, really? hmm
0: Old Jay's... I've never heard of that. No, you haven't. It's a surprisingly unwell-known brand. And does anyone remember Sailor Jerry's from when it used to taste nice?
2: Yes, when it had yes. the vanilla essence in it.
0: Yep. Old Jay's is the exact same taste to the old... Uh, old Jay's is the same as old Sailor Jerry's.
2: Oh, lovely so it's got
0: that vanilla essence it's got everything you need and that on a rum ham i reckon would be delightful
1: fantastic uh so really then peel whilst craven and i play in the carbonite championship uh you should be making rum ham for the sea rum (laughs) ham regional oh that'd be (laughs) fantastic
0: yeah i'll take a Rum. (laughs) you just got that
1: yeah Oh. Just loads and loads of rolls, some cheese. Never can have sea rum ham and cheese sandwiches on sea
0: ham. And oh heart. yes, really sounds lovely. Right, that would be then. fantastic. So that's the go. deal, there, boys. I will be making rum ham for sea ham.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really hope I can get myself work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, the problem is, like sun- we're saying, because it, it's seaum, but it's it's definitely rum ham. It's not rumum.
0: No, it's not rumem so, so is it? Sounds- it's sea
1: rum. Sea rumum. <laughs> or see Rum Ham.
0: Just to clarify, what is the date of the Sea Ham or the Sea Rum or the Rum Ham? See Tournament. Let's have a look at my little yeah. calendar.
1: I'll oh, uh, I'll on. text you tomorrow here with all the dates of the major tournaments.
0: No, that's fine. It's just I'm uh, I've just looked and like normally it would be if it was a uh... oh hang on a minute no I'm on eight oh I've got to be up at eight o'clock in the morning in the next day so it's going to be a, an interesting journey to to see him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's so i all go on to Connie Rutten's question. What? Oh, sorry. What's the best Thrones event memory so far? And I think that goes up to. Ooh. I reckon we should do this in a nice order. So I'm going to say Dave first, and then Craven, <sighs> and then um, I'll. I'll go.
1: See, I've I've prepped quite a lot of these questions. You might you might hmm. not expect. Uh, but I forgot to do this one, so I haven't really thought about it. I think. It's... Um. What is up there is when we walked into Starlek and everyone started singing our theme tune. Yeah, when we arrived, yeah. that was pretty amazing. That yeah. was
2: going to be mine, actually. I mean, it, it, that's one of the best memories of my life. Not just France. <laughs> that was so good.
0: Yeah. yeah, that whole day was
2: fantastic. We had the best taxi driver.
0: Yeah, we
2: got a hug from the woman who owned the um, B Yeah,
0: she'd and never even met me. Went up we
2: went. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we up we went to the uh, to the castle and then Yeah. People are singing our song, responding his beards, and Reese is walking around barely wearing his own pants.
0: With his penis hanging out, <laughs> if I remember correctly, because yeah. he ripped his boxes quite early
1: on that evening, didn't he? He did. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh dear. Uh, what will we do so when this I is think... all gone?
1: So pretty unanimously that's probably our favourite thrones event yeah. memory, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, it really is. Yeah.
1: Very closely.
0: Followed by, and I will say this, and this is just because I really want someone to hurry up and organise another one of 2v2 uh, code words. Um, just mostly because <laughs> I, want to, I want to push that and hammer that in that 2v2 needs to happen at Starlek. Uh, I don't know who you are or who you, <laughs> you organise this, but a 2v2 tournament at Starlek would be
1: the amazing.
0: Fuck man. Yeah, the problem don't is that, that a
1: lot of people. Well, Melee's a proper thing, isn't it? Yeah, you say that. (laughs) Uh, So the 2v2 would be on the Sunday, and then that would clash with lovely things like the team event and first edition Joust. Oh, is there
0: going to be a first edition Joust on the Sunday I
1: I would I would bet there'll be a first edition Joust, and I I would want to play that. Probably more
0: players in that than will be in second edition Melee. (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah, probably, because all the Spaniards will
0: play. (laughs) (laughs) Second edition Melee, um, never played it. I've never that I'm gonna I'm not even gonna practice. I'm gonna just wait till the day. sure us play am I'm just gonna rock up and just go right. Let's play some melee because we didn't practice last year. I think we played a few, few games of melee in the previous editions, but I don't think we'd ever really properly had a competitive one. And no, we hadn't. Just rock up, fuck it. Let's play some games. What does this do? I have no idea because because no one plays it except in melee and just lose like I did in that day. Um, Know, a little bit of a casual loss on the first day you're there. It's perfectly fine.
1: Next question. Do you think that not having three Rose Roads and three King's Roads will be feasible?
2: It is feasible, isn't it? In some decks. You can have the Arbour.
1: It is feasible in some decks. I think it's very rare. I think that's a starting point, and you might find that you can drop.
2: Um, We'd like to see some more economy coming up.
1: Yeah, well, we've got uh, tournament Grounds coming up. Well, it's out yeah. now, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, so. Um,
1: Which is something.
2: I think it already is. It's feasible in certain ways, but you've got to build for it, haven't you? It's got to be Lannister yeah. really. Um you can get away with that.
1: Or what something with a low curve.
2: Yeah, true. Yeah, you can get a road don't need the King's if, Road.
1: If it's mono uh mono house and to be fair, if it's a low curve I would be considering dropping the Rose Roads anyway.
2: Yeah. Rather on. than the King's Roads. Go if your in house reducer. Um,
1: yeah, and if it's if it's one house, you can use your in-house reducer instead of Rose Roads, mm. which are a bit faster on everything except for setup, although less flexible.
2: Well, yeah, doesn't give you much so, money in the bank for events, does it?
1: Um, no, or dominance. But if yeah. you're not running many events and you've got a mono house, then yeah, go for the reducers. Yeah, Definitely, yeah. Or, you know, run three reducers and drop one Rose Road. Okay. Uh, Crocodile Hammers says... Do you think that Barra may be getting strong cards now because of their standing at this point in the books, and may get gradually weaker cards as the books and the cycles go on? And I guess you can also apply this to Lannister, because they were pretty damn strong at this point. They're very damn strong at this point. Yeah. Uh, So, I don't think that's the case. I don't think Barra's had necessarily stronger cards than anyone else at this point in this cycle. They're slightly better than a lot of other houses out of the core. But everyone's been getting strong cards this cycle. I think most houses are on an even footing, broadly. Um, and uh, Lannister, notwithstanding, who have broadly have had better cards than other people. Yeah. Um, I really hope they don't try and tie it in thematically, in this case. I love that they're doing the cycles thematically, so the characters and the u- and the events you get generally speak to the book. And to a slightly lesser extent, they've been in order like as Game of Thrones progresses. So we got Will in the first site so in the first chapter pack and he was in the he's in the prologue. Um, and then we got all the tawny stuff, you know, before everything starts to go wrong. Mm. Yeah. Um you know, dead all the tawny and then Edard starts to look around and you've got Gendry and that kind of thing. Which is really, really cool. Um if they're actually changing power level because of that, that is a terrible idea. Yeah. Uh, for the reason that it's going to play havoc with balance later on like giving Barra all the strong cards now and then no strong cards for three years is yeah Barra really good now and then suddenly they're going to see less play going forward it's going to alienate Barra fans it would um, alienate everyone else now um, there is a bonus to doing it this way though which is that at some point there's going to be a shit ton of really strong Martel cards when all the Martel mm. characters are introduced Mm. Um, so there is a silver lining, but hopefully, but... broadly speaking, this doesn't happen. i have gone.
0: characters as well?
1: Yep, yep. No, I was going to so say, they, they also going to have... Four cycles in.
0: Yep. And beat the shit out of them all. Yeah. yeah.
1: Hopefully just a direct reprint of the, reach of the Kraken version. Oh, um, I hope
0: it the...
1: is. <laughs> with Navel. With Navel, yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? There have been. Well, I think Nate said that Theme was one of the reasons they did Stark first as a deluxe box. Yeah, uh,
2: I think we can safely they assume. Are the that, ma- I, yeah. Sorry, we can safely assume that Theme is being tied into content rather than power level at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. True. So that that's good. That's good. Um, But I mean, it has it has increased Stark's power level, even if it's only a little, simply by the fact that they got more cards. Yeah. Um. So that is a concern going forward. If, as is heavily rumored, Lannister next, that's gonna, in theory, increase their power level, um, even if it's only a little, even if it just opens options. Um, and then if they, you know, if they start doing Baratheon next, because baratheon are powerful in the first two books and they leave yeah. things like uh the watch and martel until later that could have issues with balance there simply by virtue of stronger houses getting more cards early um but i don't think it's it's going to be to a great extent that it's an issue um and i hope it doesn't play into it too much but as a quick answer to your question the answer is no I don't think so.
2: Yeah, basically no.
1: <laughs> basically no, but there's my reasoning. Um, so, if you've got nothing more to add, Hammers greedily asked a second question, but this is a really interesting question. So I'd like to ask you two your opinions, and then yeah. I thought a bit about this earlier, um, and I've, I've chosen all four and see if we can... Oh, I chose three and I haven't looked at the last one. I'll do that while you're thinking. Um, who would you put on the Mount Rushmore of second edition character cards. (laughs) Now, do you know who is on Mount Rushmore? Because I had to look them up.
2: Uh, I I only knew
1: two uh, of them off the top of my head. Oh,
2: I could give it a go. Isn't it?
0: Sorry, I was going to say,
1: Jefferson's on there, isn't he? He is. Lincoln and
2: Washington have got to be on there.
1: Lincoln and Washington are, yeah. Who's number three? Uh, um... Roosevelt. Yes! Oh, not (laughs) sure. well played lads yeah. I, could, I couldn't I could think of Jefferson I got the other three and couldn't think of Jefferson so uh, there you go uh, as people who are abroad are probably quite aware US history is not a strong point in the UK educational system because it's just it's, as far as we're concerned, concerned it just ends in the late 1700s uh, so go on then who would be on the Mount Rushmore of second edition character cards go Craven do you want to go first
2: what my take at all four Uh, yeah yeah Okay, in Lannister. Okay, Theon. No, not Fion. Um, fucking Fion. Uh, um, Tyrion. Forgot his name then. Yeah. The <laughs> so Tywin and Tyrion. Robert Baratheon. And Nymeria Sand.
1: Nymeria Sand. Yeah. Very interesting.
2: They're all big impact characters that people have talked about to a great extent at different points in the game's life cycle. Um, Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I think the four of them represent the general thrust of discussion as the uh, the game's grown. So that's why.
1: Okay, fantastic. Uh, Peel, do you have any thoughts on who would be on your Mount Rushmore?
0: I probably think you're on up there just because, of course, I'm a fan of Greyjoy. Um, he would be like my Lincoln-esque, okay. you know, freer of the slaves, etc. Um, I, I think that's why I'd have he to has him slaves,
1: doesn't he? That. Well, I think Euron has slaves on his boats. Yeah. Like he has all those uh, those sailors who he silenced. That's I think he's probably the silence.
2: one of the most prolific takers of slaves in the entire series, as we
0: know it. Let's agree to disagree <laughs> on that one. Um, but yeah, no, <laughs> he is a.
1: In, in yeah. regards to that, don't base your don't base your opinions of characters based on the pictures of the card. Base them on reading the books.
0: <laughs> uh, Alright, fine. We'll have um, let's have Victorian up there. A big scary man. He doesn't exist in
1: second edition. He will do. I'm done. He doesn't yet, though. Damn
0: it. Fine. You've definitely got to put Tywin up there. I'd probably go with the Four Kings at the start, almost. I'd have the Tywin. Uh, who obviously isn't a king, but at the same time kind of is because you know owns everything um, effectively. I'd have a Rob Stark up there, or maybe no, I'd go for an Edard because Edard, you know, is the man. Uh, I would probably have Standy Randy again. I'm basically just oh, going show. for the big Standy Randy. I reckon would be make an epic kind of uh, carve from there. You know, just imagine carving his face into a mountain. You, you'd smile at the end of it. Um, so I definitely have him up there, and oh let's let's ha- let's go controversial. Let's add a woman up there. In fact, no, let's not. Fuck it. Let's have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of a fourth. Um, probably would be have to be Tywin, uh, not Tywin Tyrion. Sorry. Um you okay.
1: so for Tyrion, Standy, Randy, Tywin, and Eddard. Eddard.
0: your
2: other
1: one? Ed-ard. Okay. Ed-ard. Sure. What about you, Dave? Okay. So, I've thought about mine and how they tie into the actual historical personages. So, that should be exciting. So, George Washington, best known as the first president. He's the one that started it all off. And, of course, what have we done since the start of 2nd edition but moan about OP cards? So, who was the first OP character in Game of Thrones 2nd edition? Melisandre. It's Melisandre. Mel- so Melisandre is our George Washington. She starts the restricted list, <laughs> all glorious. The restricted list that is Mount Rushmore.
2: Okay.
1: Um, so then we've got Lincoln. Lincoln freed the slaves, which is one of the things he's famous for. But he was also shot in an inappropriate situation. <laughs> Who else was shot in an inappropriate situation? And is a fantastic card in 2nd edition.
2: Simon Dannis was shot on the toilet.
1: Tywin Lannister is the <laughs> Abraham Lincoln of the restricted list that is Mount Rushmore. Okay. Thomas Jefferson. Now, I didn't really know much about Thomas Jefferson. Didn't he? Uh, so I looked him up. So, And he is the principal author of the Declaration of Independence, and therefore a bad man. But <laughs> who else has declared independence is also a bad man and is really good in the Game of Thrones 2nd edition. Well, oh,
2: that's surely Balon Greyjoy.
1: It's Balon Greyjoy! The Lord Reaper of Pike. Oh, this is going so well. It is. So our third head of the Mount Rushmore restricted list is Mr. Balon Greyjoy, which brings us on to Teddy Roosevelt.
2: Here we go. Going for the uh, clean house. Who is... Clean sweep.
1: Yeah. Who is, <laughs> who is... He's a bit of a man's man, isn't he? He's got a reputation for being all that. Uh, so if you read this bit in his Wikipedia... Problem. He overcame his health problems. He embraced a strenuous lifestyle. His exuberant personality, vast range of interests.
2: I only know world who it's famous gonna be.
1: achievements. Cowboy persona. Who is the larger than life character in Game of Thrones? Robert Baratheon. Who is Teddy Roosevelt? Robert. It's Robert Baratheon. Yes! Yeah! Although, that you know, honourable mention to the Viper. If the Viper was actually decent, it would have been him. Yeah. If this was first edition, Teddy would be the Viper. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, smash but it, yes, Robert smash
1: so they're they're my picks: Robert, Tywin, Melisandra, and Balon. All cards which people have cl- complained about at various times in first ed- in second edition. All brilliant cards. All with tenuous links to American presidents. That I had to look up. So there you go. I think I did pretty well at that.
0: That was a good very good link. Uh, yeah. <laughs> second, Bear with me a second. What? See, See now. Hi, can I please get two plain double cheeseburgers? Yep. <laughs> uh, can I get a Coke as well? Are you
1: yeah. at Donald's, Bill? Yep, yep, fantastic. Thank you. Are you at Donald's?
0: I'm a little bit at Donald's, but... Um...
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Glazer, you have a lot to answer for. It's not pizza, but, you know. <laughs>
0: well, he put the idea in my head, and I got hungry. And then once I started getting hungry, I couldn't stop getting hungry. Uh, That's what it's one of those noise. horrible... You... Yeah, yeah.
1: You're not. That's legit. You're not the Corby one, are you?
0: Oh no, no, I'm at the Peterborough one.
1: Oh, oh you're at the Corby one. You could have got me something.
0: Well, yeah, but that would have also taken me 45 minutes to get to Dave, so not 50. Yeah, but I
1: thought you were going to be a gent about it. <laughs> Sorry, <huh? sighs> <laughs> well, I think that's probably a good place to stop. Peel has his dinner. Yeah, we've covered all the questions.
0: Coming to you live
1: from McDonald's in Peterborough. It's one of the members of Banter Behind the Throne. Good night and God bless.